Hello, and I sound like a broken record. Welcome back to Illiterate. We've got a bad case of the books. I am the person you are for some reason listening to, Lauren Campbell. And today we will be discussing illusions in Ready Player One. So there are actually a ton of illusions or cultural references in the book, so I'm just going to point out the most important ones. Enjoy! So, as I really hope you know by now, Wade was a gunter, and so he knew, like, everything ever about Holiday. And Holiday was a complete and total geek. He loved Dungeons and Dragons, he loved pop culture, and he loved the 80s and 90s. So, naturally, Wade was also obsessive over the same things. And, of course, Holiday was a video game designer, so both of them have played all the classic old video games. Some locations of the not-as-important illusions are as follows. At location 245, the text discusses Robotron 2084, which Wade talks about how he loves the game. Additionally, on the next page, he talks about family ties, and on the next page, he talks about Spider-Man, X-Men, and Green Lantern. So, you know, we're not going to go in-depth, because you might as well just read the book. So, I'm just going to focus on the illusions related to keys and gates, because that just seems most important. First off, the Team of Horrors is originally from Dungeons & Dragons. Aserak, the evil Demi-Lich, or whatever it's called, who owns the Tomb of Horrors, is also a creation of D&D. Wade says the Tomb of Horrors made him feel like I was in a low-budget sword and sorcery flick like Hawk the Slayer or Beastmaster, or the Beastmaster, at location 1341. Hawk the Slayer and the Beastmaster are both 1980 films. He also relates armor in there to Excalibur, and there's a bit of Super Friends in there, too. Wade and Aserak play Joust, a 1982 arcade game, and then get to the first gate, where Wade has to play Dungeons of Daggerath. In the first gate, Wade has to quote every line from War Games, as he is placed in the movie as the character David Lightman. That's most of the things involved in the first gate, really. When Wade gets the penny that is unbeknownst to him, equivalent to an extra life, he gets or he has to play a perfect game of Pac-Man, so that's another illusion. Um, and then, at the second gate, he's looking at the copper coating on the copper key, and he thinks it looks like a scene from Blade Runner. Um, spoiler alert, I have not seen that movie, so I don't at all understand, but somehow he said the word unicorn, which creates the key to fold on its own, folding into a unicorn. Um, there are also replicants of the Tyrell building all over the Oasis. Inside the Tyrell building, Wade saw a game room. Inside there, he spotted a dozen video games inside, all from the mid to late 80s. Crime Fighters, Heavy Barrel, Vigilante, Smash TV, everything, nothing. Location 4240 is when he says that. However, Wade was drawn to Black Tiger. He had to play a virtual version of the game. When he wins, a bunch of robots appear so he can choose one as a reward. The text states, There were several robots I didn't recognize, but most were familiar. I spotted Gigantor, Transor Z, the Iron Giant, Jet Jaguar, the Sphinx-headed giant robo from Johnny's Sogo and his flying robot, and the entire Shogun Warriors toy line, and most of the mechs, featured in both the Macros and Gundam anime series, location 4306. Wade got to the second gate somehow by relating this to 2112, a song released in 1976 by Rush, and he found the temple of Sea Rinks. Wade noticed a lot of throwbacks to the movie Excalibur. He had to play a guitar to the song 2112, and he got the crystal key and cleared the second gate. In the third gate, Wade has to play Tempest, a 1980 Atari game. Artemis already knew that that was going to be the last game because a quote from Shakespeare's play, The Tempest, was in Anorak's Almanac. Wade played and made the game glitch and finished stage one. Stage two involved reciting every line in Monty Python on the Holy Grail from King Arthur's point of view.
After succeeding, Wade ended up in Holiday's office, which had a ton of old computers he called by name. He then put in Holiday's love interest's Dungeons and Dragons name, Lakosha. Wade then had to play adventure and get the egg through the glitch, the first ever Easter egg. And then he won! That's it for illusions. I decided I'm not going to go through everyone in the whole book, so you're welcome. Adios and nos vemos! If you have any questions, there is a way I can answer them on the show. Voice messages. Just go to anchor.fm slash Lauren B. Campbell. Again, that's anchor.fm slash Lauren B. Campbell. And there's a button you can click to send a voice message asking any question that I can answer on the show. A special thanks to Anchor for hosting this podcast and the listeners for your support. Hope you join us next time. Bye.